podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When I was a kid, I really wanted to be a mime. Uh, you know, I used to train for it all the time. One day my, my dad said, son, I don't actually think you've got what it takes to be a mime. And so I asked, was it something I said? And he said, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Medis, do you get it? Yeah, I get it. I like that went. He went even before you'd given. Yeah, I well, knew once it. You, what, I knew once it you was say going. The, yeah, once you say the setup, it's very obvious what the joke is, isn't it? But I like that joke a lot. Um, in fact, I have to give the person credit, which I need to start doing. I need to start, remind myself to do is Damien Slash from the 2015 Edinburgh Fringe. That was from. So very good joke to Mr. Slash of the Slash family. Um, Talented family. Come yeah, roses as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, there's the joke. Um, thoughts. So before we started this podcast, Nate said he had a long list of jokes, and <laughs> that I'm going to give them all ten out of ten. Well, a long list and of so... jokes from this art from this article. I already have a list of jokes anyway. But uh-huh. I found this in some research, some joke related research. So yeah, it's a new list. But I think the problem, Nate, is that I then had quite high, high expectations. expectations i see and i i, I, did, I, I screwed I myself like is that what it. you're saying i did like it you did and so i'm going to give you an eight because it was it okay. was good um but i was yeah. expecting better and so that's yeah that's fair eight so eight. my that's, that's no that's not too bad i eight, i yeah i think that's fine and you did laugh before the punchline which never i'm never sure if that bodes well or bad uh well or badly for a joke but your own arrogance tripped you up on that one cost yeah, you points hubris. i think Pride before fall. I was yeah. like, I was like, um, what was his face? You know, the guy who flew close to the sun and then his entire Icarus. face fell off. <laughs> I know that's not yeah. what happened. <laughs> he flew, he flew too close to the sun and then he died of sun, sunburn. Okay, so- we should start the podcast, then, should we? Welcome to the Padhock, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lance Bretto, F1 correspondent and presenter. Easy for you to say. I'm Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nate Saunders from ESPN. Bretto's already shunted. I know. I was. I thought I'd controlled the shunt because Nate was like giggling to himself because I like it when Nate says something that he thinks is funny. And then he Which giggles. Is a lot of he, the does, time, actually. he does kind of like a little like head wobble. And uh, that always <laughs> makes me laugh. And I thought I'd controlled the the shunt, and I just couldn't. I couldn't quite do it. Mate. <clears throat> I've never, I've never noticed I do a head wobble. I'm going to have to see. No, but this has now just reminded me already of the Pirelli lunch that we all went to on uh, oh, Friday last week, <laughs> and uh, Nate did some dancing at the table. Are <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we dancing? <laughs> it was one of my most liked Instagram videos I've ever put on my Instagram. I had about 30 people be like, that's hilarious. Love it. Um, it was I'm happy for us to share it on the, on the pad. Sensational. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was so there's a Dua Lipa dance for anybody, you know, who wants the context where she like very unenthusiastically did this like hip thrusting thing. I think I'd do it better personally. I don't know what you guys thought, but um, it went down a treat. Um, I think you definitely do it better to the point where I was kind of doing it all weekend. I've just been away. Um, with, oh no way uh, Sabrina in Paris and every so often I just did it I just did the movement she was like well what are you doing 
And I was Amazing. like, oh no. So that's we've over then, get, right? We've got to get the three of us to do that for a promo video for this pod. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Med absolutely. Well, fine. In. Me, and Lawrence, me and Lawrence are doing it and Medis can stand in the background looking looking grumpy. Where did this come it. from? It was hilarious. The fact that we were in quite a nice restaurant in a nice hotel in the middle of London being wined and dined and you were stood up twerking essentially a tripod. it's like a half-sided hip twerk uh yeah it was, it was yeah. quite the setting it's like it's like a site but it's not a twerk in it doesn't it's not vertical movement is it as much as it's kind of a diagonal kind diagonal, of yeah. you know like twerk so you're right yeah um, but honestly, I'm, I don't know why that has made me so happy that you went away and <laughs> you were doing it so much that it actually got referenced. That's amazing because, um, I ended up doing it again later in the night and, um, I couldn't quite remember who was in the room when I did it the second time we were in a pub and I just remember doing it. And I think some of the same people were there, but I'm pretty sure there were two just random people watching and they also loved it. They were like, is that the Dua Lipa dance? I was like, absolutely it is. I yeah, think if so... people are calling it out without any context, Nate, that is sensational. They're telling all their mates now, they're like, I saw a guy do the Dua Lipa dance better <laughs> than she did it. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, maybe this could be your new red flag gift, Metis. It, it's got potential. Um, although... Green flag, but... actually. No, we're racing again. Yeah, so exactly. We're, that's that's going to be a positive gift. Um, we, we'll put it on the socials and we'll let the listeners make their minds up if they want to see any more of that. Yeah, let people <laughs> let people vote on that, on all of it, on all the dancing. Maybe we'll just become a dance troupe, three-man dance troupe. <laughs> I don't think Medis wants anything to do with this. <laughs> Medis is just I'm Medis. surprised that I've even agreed to it, frankly. So. I, to be honest, I thought it was going to be two of you against very much my my, my plan. But yeah, all we got to do is get Medis on board now. I'm just astounded that Barretto's still smiling after a weekend away with his better half where he was doing that dance. Essentially <laughs> yeah. replicating you replicating that dance, <laughs> which is just astounding. Goes on a romantic long weekend and does that. I mean. And we're still together, so it's great. For now. Yeah. You, what's worse, you telling her you were doing a dance that Dua, you saw Dua Lipa do, or you doing a dance that you saw Nate do that he saw Dua Lipa do. I don't know which one is which one is the worst explanation. Probably, they've, yeah, they've, they've both got some very big question marks, red flags to them, haven't they? I think it's more endearing that it was you, uh, Nate. I Probably, think that, yeah. that kind of just about will will help uh, yeah. Barreto in this situation. But um, it didn't get a good review from me. But what did get good reviews was our podcast. Hey. Nice. Hey. Um, Matt has been planning that segue since we started. Pretty much. Just wanted to move on from these two doing weird dances. Um, <laughs> now you know how I feel when you guys spend 20 minutes talking about golf. Well, this is this is, this yeah. is the same. We, we've got to find Lawrence's one of these. So for me, it's golf. For you, it's dancing. Lawrence has got to have a topic where he's like, I, I want to get out of here. I'm not we'll sure what that is yet. We'll find it. We'll find it. These reviews are great for the topic you guys have basically just done somehow um, because one of them is titled is Lawrence Barretta the cutest human in existence <laughs> and it's from it's from someone whose username in the US of A is go lick a clown um, <laughs> which is a which is a great well That's is it a great username I don't know uh, five stars this podcast makes a very strong argument for that that's the whole review uh, so 
Uh, Barretta, that review will be revoked when they hear what you've been doing over the weekend. Uh, then we've got one from BW the Kid, also in America, five stars, titled Nate's Jokes Are Not Sausages. Uh, sometimes it's F1 content and sometimes it's just content. Either way, I look forward to seeing how the sausage is made every week. So oh, yeah. I don't know if you if you really want to know how the Pirelli lunch went down, though, from the insight you've so far had. Uh, and the final one is from Rock and Sock 049 also in America. Three American reviews today. Uh, five stars, F1 without the seriousness. Exactly. There's no F1 involved here, just no seriousness. Um <laughs> A great podcast for F1 fans who like exploring the fun side of the sport. A really cool intro song that I don't know the name of, although I do listen at one and a half speed, so it could be rubbish at regular speed. I, I read that bit quite quickly, so that would have been fun at one and a half speed. I might try and do the rest of this review really quickly as well, just to see if uh, Rock and Sock 049 has to uh, slow it down to hear. A fun game to play is to pick out which of Lawrence's laughs are the highest pitch. I highly recommend to anyone who loves F1. Nice. Did yeah, you guys that? that you get that? Mean, that? I barely understood I, that. To be just honest. about. Yeah. I think you said, I'm actually going to join you two both at Silverstone and do a really good What I heard, Lawrence, did you hear the same thing? Yeah, I heard the same. Yeah, now yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah. thinking back. We'll have, to, yeah. we'll have to slow it down. If you play it in reverse, like like those Beatles songs, that's also what you said. It's like, I will do the Dua Lipa dance with you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, back to the reviews, Matt. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, I, I... Well, that's all the reviews that we've had, but there's been two Twitter DMs that needed picking up on. Because one... Oh. Is from Andy Lindbergh. Now, Nate, do you remember Andy Lindbergh? I do. I do because I suggested he was related to Charles Lindbergh. You did. Who, and is he going to say he is related? The, the DM says, This is Andy Lindbergh who left the five star review. I had a good laugh listening to the episode. Thank you as always. Unfortunately, I'm not oh. related to Charles Lindbergh. Oh. But that doesn't mean I haven't told people I am. Cheers, ah, everyone. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's that's good. I would do the same thing, and I'm glad I'm glad he enjoyed the bit. Um, I think I'm pretty sure I just read. I was just reading segments off Wikipedia, as I remember rightly, uh, of that. But uh, your your fake ancestor was a great man. So tip of the cap to you, and the rest of the fake Limburg family. Both all, all Limburg, all Limburg families. They're all great people. All fantastic. Uh, and the other person was someone who had a remember. We were pretty sure had an alibi. Uh, it's good morning, chaps. Neil Jason Bourne Sinnott here from last week's show. Uh, I am very much a real person, Nate. I would love to be a lower league football manager, uh, but I'm not. To give some context on my moving around the world, I live in Singapore. I have since September 2020. However, I was recently in Lisbon and Luxembourg, where I did live and work for nine and a half years for work events. I was also oh. in the south of France for a few days of relaxation between work events in Lisbon and Luxembourg. The offer for my balcony is still there for Singapore. Uh, so that was, is that, that was Neil Sinnott from last week's show. That's some good traveling. Yeah. Did you say his name is Neil Jason Bourne Sinnott? I said in... he sounded like he was actually Jason Bourne because oh, of the yes, movements right. and where he'd been and stuff. That's right. Uh, Sorry, I get yeah. you. I get you. Sorry, guys. I'm being a bit slow today. And every day we today, do this pod. Yeah. Especially today. Good. Well, thanks everyone for sending those in. Um, and if anyone is listening who is related to. Charles Lindbergh, please do get in touch. Yeah. Um, or Jason Bourne. Because there's a, there's a listener who is uh, is using your family's name it, fraudulently, we have found out. So I would do the same thing, though. There's no famous Saunderses. Saundai? Saundersies that I could do that with, but I would. French Dean and Saunders. Saunders? French and Saunders, yeah. I often tell people I'm... Jennifer Saunders. French and Saunders. 
<laughs> I am both French and Saunders. I did um, know a guy called Paul French uh, when I did an internship at FHM. And he was the only other guy that liked sport on the news desk. So if I can find him, then I can put you two together in a bar and it'll be French and Saunders. Yeah, do it. Greta danced to that again. He did a little head wobble. <laughs> was that me? Was that, no, he was, he was mocking my head wobble. movement when I, when I giggled to myself, I was, which yes. I'm now very conscious now. I'm very conscious of. Oh, sorry, Nate. Sorry. No, but should, we, um, should we take this back to motorsport, guys? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, and so. Meadows, you've been doing some actual motorsport work, haven't you? You've been to McLaren and to Red Bull in successive days. I know. Tell me I am. I am a globetrotter who has been to Woking <laughs> and Milton Keynes. Uh, I went to McLaren yesterday morning, as we record this, to hear about their new uh, title partnership for their electric racing teams. So for Extreme E and Formula E. And it's Neom, the like region in saudi arabia so that's fun um yeah which was just yeah a huge wedge of cash i assume has gone to mclaren as a sponsorship deal and mclaren say they're going to be one of the first tenants in this city that they're building there that's going to be like a future technology uh city uh called oxagom i want to say i'm going to actually have to check that uh while i speak who Uh, who's naming these places no, Neom it, and Oxygon. It's a city in Neom. Um, and Neom. according to the website, it will be a new paradigm where people, industries, and technology come together in harmony with nature. Essentially watching it, it felt like their attempt to say, this is utopia, uh, we're going to fix the world. Uh, and I can't say I bought it. But uh, yeah, that was that's what McLaren uh, invited us down for. And got to speak to Zach Brown for a little bit about uh, essentially that, but also kind of some budget cap stuff that's related to F1 and how... If you have lots of other racing series, you can maybe invest more in facilities and stuff that will impact on all of the racing series, whereas the CapEx isn't worth it if it's just for one series. So that's kind of one of the reasons they're doing it. Uh, so that was okay. I mean, it's always nice to go to the MTC. It's a cool place. And we got to do the walk between, they have this this cool spaceship-like um, area called the Thought Leadership Center, where we recorded an episode earlier mm-hmm. this year. Uh, there's a photo on our socials of that i think the room um the room we liken to being in the un yeah uh so that that we were downstairs in like a almost like a cinema room um for the announcement and kind of q a's but then we walked through to the actual boulevard in the mtc so where you see lots of lovely photos of gorgeous racing cars at sunset and things uh and walking there we had to walk through this tunnel where all the old f1 cars were lined up like loads of them, uh, which is very, very cool. We weren't allowed to take photos, annoyingly. But yeah, that was that was cool. So that was Monday morning. And then today was an earlier start to get up to Milton Keynes for Red Bull to launch their own hypercar that they're going to build, um, which we will get onto in a second. But to dance onto sensitive topics, it kind of got overshadowed completely because that's when uh, Nelson Piquet's comments sort of came out as a responses were coming from Formula One and the FIA and Mercedes. So nobody was really paying attention to what Red Bull were doing, uh, rightly so. Uh, and instead, they people were condemning Nelson Piquet for being an absolute idiot. So, um, yeah, a bit of a shame that, that it, so far it's just condemning. I think there's going to be a, maybe some action taken because I think as Lewis said, um, like action is now needed. There's enough saying, well, people need to learn more. Um, there might be nuance to it and, uh, you know, that different so I had a native speaker 
the word he used and they said it wasn't the same word that some people were translating it as, but it was still derogatory and had racial connotations as a racial slur. So still bad, um, just not that direct quote. So don't, you know, say it was that word. But then others who are also native speakers say it can be translated that way. So even that shows you it's damn hard to work out who's saying what, but there's no question that what he's saying is completely wrong. So um, it's a funny one because it's like, um, I I never get that when people say, well, it's not always used in a derogatory sense. It's like the guy's got a name. Like if you yeah. just want, if you're going to talk about him, use his bloody name. Like it doesn't matter. Like that people get in, people trip over themselves and they're like, oh, but it means this. I mean, it's like if PK had just said Hamilton, blah 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 blah. We're not yeah. talking about this right now. Yeah, it doesn't 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 matter. And people like make this mental gymnastics about it all. There's a great um, there's a great bit uh, in a John Mulaney uh, stand up where he talks about. So he he he's he said in one of his shows he wanted to use the word midget and his he said he's not allowed to use it and he went to a um, a show uh, sorry he went to his producers and he said can I use this word and they said well we think it's the same as using the n word and he said well the fact that one of those words you can't even say to me suggests it isn't the same like even if one is bad the other you know mm. so it's it's it, and it's similar there the fact that you have to clarify it by saying well it isn't this abbreviated word but is that I don't know. Um, there's lots of mental gymnastics going on. So, and you're right. I think I just saw Phil Duncan from PA tweet that he understands one thing could be a ban from the paddock, um, which a few people have suggested should be the case. Um, but at the same time, I don't know how effective. I mean, I don't know whether that's a big punishment. You know, PK is not around that often. Um, I think he should. He, he should. That should be something he does. But maybe him publicly apologizing is something that's actually he needs more... to apologize 1000 yeah, <clears throat> he yeah. Him, him, do, him doing that like, him doing it like to lewis i think if they set something up where it's like if lewis wants to do it obviously he doesn't need to but something like that like him having to almost humiliate himself because being banned from the paddock it's like he's almost like out of sight out of mind then yeah which be that, like that you say i can't remember the last time we've seen him in the paddock like, yeah exactly that and won't change his life. Of, a lot of older drivers yeah exactly like you know, he, it might be frustrating for him, but you know he's a very rich man and he lives, you know, lives a you know family life away, whatever. So I don't think it's going to affect him that much. But having to actually come on TV and say that, I think, yeah, I think is a is a more robust punishment. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, F one with everything they've stood for, they can't really afford to not do something. Um, and it would be pretty shameful if they didn't do it. You know, if they if they didn't. So yeah, yeah, there was um there was a slightly. Strange moment as well, finishing up at Red Bull when I checked with the team. I was like, you're going to put a statement out about this? Because quite a few people had asked on Twitter, you know, said that Red Bull haven't said anything. And the context there being that Max goes out with Kelly PK. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the direct link to Nelson. And it, I get that the, the team were kind of, I think they're dealing with their own stuff with Yuri Vips, we mentioned last week. But yeah, th- there's nothing stopping them coming out and and showing where their stance is they did it with Nicholas Latifi at the end of last year when he got death threats um I think that they could well have come out but they said they weren't going to uh, and I think they see the detachment that well if Max wants to say something I guess you know he, he can if he feels that it's close to home for him but Ferrari yeah. have come out and said they stand by Lewis and and made their position known I mean you know teams can do that just to kind of say that this is completely unacceptable and distance themselves from comments even if i mean the guy's a three-time world champion so what like you know so what for what he's done in in the past in that sense you've got to that doesn't excuse anything like this um yeah but i think the flip side was uh, my first reaction was to not give him the air not give him the oxygen not let those sorts of comments even permeate 
Um, but yeah. it's, it becomes difficult then because it's, does that sound like you're ignoring it or kind of by not making a point about it, then you're almost not endorsing it, but you're letting them get away with it. I don't know. It's a I did very similar... tricky thing to handle, isn't it? Yeah, I did similar this week. Not with that. I, I, I was off this morning, so I didn't cover that PK story. But yesterday was in the office and there were some Bernie quotes to the mail over the weekend where Bernie said, I think Lewis should quit. But one part of that that is actually interesting and it chimes with what Lewis said was Bernie did the classic thing where he was like, I don't know why Lewis wears the clothes he does. Like, is he is he just, you know, is it all for attention? And that's exactly what Lewis is talking about when he says attitudes need to change. The amount of times people go, James Hunt never would have worn that. It's like, no, why, why, why is that relevant to anything? Like James, I wouldn't dress the same as James Hunt. Doesn't mean I'm, you know, it's a different time and all this, but it's always aimed at Lewis. It's never aimed at, it's never aimed at anyone else. You know, some of the Red Bull guys coming in with like those big caps on that you love, Meadows, for well, example, you know, the ones like those are, those are fashion, those are trendy. Some people don't like them, but no one ever says, oh, Gasly wears, you know, wears some funky hats. Well, do you see Gasly's um, sort of jumper and shorts combo? I think it was Louis Vuitton one that he was wearing over the weekend. Yeah. I might have just given the wrong plug to the wrong um, <laughs> designer, but, but I looked at that and I was like, you know, that's, yeah, you know, I wouldn't personally wear it, but it's cool. I wish I could carry that sort of thing off, but it's different. But no one's kind of complaining that that's a bit um, different to kind of mon- is mundane clothing, the right thing, but kind of everyday clothing that a lot of people seem to wear. Um, but you're right, when Lewis then wears it, it's a, a point that's made. So, you know, there's clearly subconscious things going on here as well that we all have to kind of be aware of. Um, but when it's this overt, like it was with whatever PK mm. said, however it officially translates um it, yeah it can't just be well we we don't like that and we 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 back lewis it has to be we we're, yeah. this is the this is the repercussion almost because if anyone else like you said you can't just kind of not uh, punish is kind of the wrong word but it maybe it's not you know you, to affect change you have to take action now it's um yeah i think lewis made a very good point that's been i mean it's been what over two years since we races one and some of the gestures that were taking place pre pre-races uh and since then it if, if you're then not taking action after two years of learning time as such then you know what are you going to do so just to put a bow on it i just i loved the way lewis tweeted first when he quote tweeted that i think say so it was i don't know who it was actually but it was someone who had the name formula radicanu tweeted uh, imagine if lewis hamilton just what was it what was he said but he, he tweeted imagine he said what if lewis hamilton came out and just said who the f is nelson pk yeah, and then just logged. Yeah, and then just logged off Twitter, and he was yeah. just like, "Imagine." Yeah. I thought it was a pretty, and then he obviously tweeted a follow up. But I thought that was a really good way of of dealing with it as well, because it kind of, it kind of, yeah, I I, I thought it was a, a pretty great tweet. So yeah. I think Lewis has dealt with it well, and it's a, it's a shame for him that he always has to deal with this. And there's still people that feel like him dealing, him reacting to it is somehow his fault. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I feel for the guy, but um, I yeah, I mean. So Lewis is going to win this weekend, right? <laughs> this is this is always like the setup to a story where Lewis finds something within him and does some crazy race. Um, but yeah, I feel like going into going into Silverstone as well, like his home race. It feels like it's um, I don't know. It's it's a shame we're going to go into it talking about that really, but never mind. Yeah, but in a sense, it, it leads talking about to then make sure it it stops. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you you are right, and it does normally. Yeah, when he when he feels like he's facing adversity, he does pull out his best performances. So it will be interesting to see how he handles it. And you hope it's not something that's a heavy distraction to him or anything like that, or something that's that affects his, I guess, performance or the way his weekend goes, because that really wouldn't be fair either. Um but yeah, that was yeah, the fact that we could just sit here and talk about it. And we could talk for ages about so much about um kind of the whole situation. 
but um, that shows what it was like then this morning when it was Red Bull are there trying to yeah. show off their lovely new hypercar and most people are heads buried in phones while they're doing a the presentation because they're uh, dealing with that and chasing statements and opinions. So, um, yeah, that was a bit that that um, sort of took attention away from what Red Bull were announcing, but uh, probably for the best because Red Bull were announcing a nice, cheap, five million pound hypercar um, plus VAT, so six million pound hypercar uh, that Adrian Newey's going to do. So the car does look cool. The idea is interesting. It's track only, so it's going to be higher performance than the Valkyrie that he did. Um, so all of that was quite interesting, but um, yeah, just didn't get all that all the focus at the time. But got to go into MK7 where they've got all their cars lined up, which is uh, a cool kind of like. Uh, entertainment venue that they have at their Red Bull campus uh, in Milton Keynes, which now has, I think they said, eight buildings. It used to be two when they started out. Uh, and it's got Red Bull Applied Technologies in there too, so uh, where they do other projects and they do a, an America's Cup uh, boat that they're supporting. They, they're they working on BMC uh, bikes. There was something else they said. Oh, a submarine, I think they're working on in some way, shape or form. So um, again, this was a little bit though, like Zach said about where you can invest in certain facilities because there's more of a return when it's across different projects or different racing series, like Red Bull doing the same, now under a budget cap, they could redistribute people to their applied technologies arm and then take on more projects. So they've let Adrian Newey design the racing car of his dreams, especially, uh, essentially, that is an F1 regulation bound and it's a two-seater. Uh, and it's going to be very, very fast. He wants it to be like an F1 car. So that was today. Wow. It's a good way of keeping Adrian kind of in the family, isn't it, really? Because I guess if you keep him interested on projects he wants to be involved with, that means you can, A, keep him involved in the Formula 1 project, but B, keep him away from other teams and yeah. their their uh, respective yeah, F1 projects. So <clears throat> it sound, sounds like a good um, balance. And I guess a happy Adrian Newey is a better a better one than a, a sad Adrian Newey. But the... They're running out of things to let him build. Like what? What they build for? What's, what's he build next? Like a rocket? Does he say right? We're gonna. We want you to build the first rocket, Red Bull rocket, to go to the moon or something. Like you know, he's done a car. There's not a lot of other. Are we cool if do. they did maybe like a land speed record? Is that a thing anymore? Do, 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 that would be. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Do, do people still be trying to build cars for that? It'd be cool if you could do that. There's plenty of things. Yeah, the esteemed right. the esteemed David Tremaine is still trying to set the British land speed record in a rocket powered car. Honestly, he's trying. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite interesting what Newey said actually because one he admitted yeah he needed this sort of thing to uh, kind of keep him interested when he not gets bored but when F one's maybe not going well that's why he ended up doing the Valkyrie because he's like Red Bull were hamstrung by their engine at the time and then he said uh, it was this Christmas he was meant to go to South Africa as he normally would for his where his wife's family are or go skiing but with COVID restrictions and stuff they couldn't do it so he had more time at home and he just said he started sketching this car and it kind of went from there. So I think he just started drawing it and then said to them, I want to do that. But he also said we needed the Valkyrie because that was um, a ground effect car that they learned stuff for the current F1 car because wow. it, it, there, was, yeah, there was stuff you could kind of take from it with Venturi tunnels and stuff. So actually doing projects like this, even though it's not to do with F1, can lead to crossovers yeah. that help with F1. So maybe this is Newey just sussing out what he's going to do with the 2026 F1 car. Yeah. Maybe Red Bull were like, we need to find something outside the cost cap that we can now. Uh, yeah. So go, go build this car. That's me joking, by the way. I'm not actually <laughs> insinuating that. Um, but me, me and Lawrence, we um, we met up on the on the grid in Canada, as 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 you do, and we saw Adrian walk past us, didn't we? And he had his little notepad in his hand, and he was just walking up and down the grid, and he was just looking as he does all the time, 
just looking at other cars. And I love the fact he just walks around with like a little clipboard. An old school clipboard, yeah. Yeah, and he and he's just and I, it's, it's so cool because he's he's clearly. I was watching. There was an all access thing Red Bull did ages ago that randomly popped up. Sometimes when I'm working, I just have YouTube on like behind me, and it's but it popped over to a Red Bull video after like 2016, and Horner's giving a a, a, a a tour of the factory, and he goes into Adrian's office, and he says, "Well, here's Adrian's filing cabinet, and it is just papers." everywhere (laughs) and the secretary said adrian likes to have all of his emails printed out because he said like he likes to sit in the back of the car and read them all and annotate them and i was just like this you know this this guy's brain just works so differently to how most people's do and usually that's what you see isn't it with people who are entrepreneurs or people who do you know think outside the box often end up going on to do great things so um i find him a really fascinating character I'd love, I'd love also to see on TV if it actually turned out on those notepads. He was just drawing like smiley faces, or <laughs> you know how like when you're when you're dawdling, you draw like a spider in the corner of the page or something like that. He's actually just never done any drawing on there. He's just he's just a doodler. That'd be funny. Well, they, we did get a little tour today as well, just to see like what they've expanded and what they've got um, at Red Bull, just because everyone had come to see this announcement. And they pointed out uh, where Christian's office is and where Adrian's is, and you could see through the window. And they said, you know, they pointed out that he's still got a uh, uh, like drawing board in there so he still sketches stuff mm. even today wow. um, it, it's not that he's then changed and they joked um, the guy doing the tour joked that it's like an absolute nightmare for basically the rest of the technical team because then they have to basically ingest that into digital form to try and start working on it in the way their processes are so um, you know that they were like oh they love him for that but um, yeah it was quite cool to to see behind the scenes again at an F1 team because you don't get to do it all that often um, and even like McLaren uh, on Monday wasn't, uh, you know, we were lucky enough to walk through a certain section that was really cool, but you didn't get a tour or anything. In fact, you were told you couldn't take photos in certain directions because <laughs> they were prepping the cars for Silverstone in the race base. Uh, so they didn't want anything being seen. So that was that was quite funny because it's where they launched deliveries of the Extreme E and Formula E car. And basically you had to stand at a certain angle. Otherwise, your photo had to be very tightly cropped. But um yeah, it's uh, it's always cool to see. There was one thing actually I did see talking about like land speed records and stuff. There's a Red Bull suspended above their canteen, basically, or one of their um, like cafe areas, uh, just as you head out a set of doors. And it's there because Red Bull have kind of said one day they're gonna drive an F1 car upside down. They're, oh, they're gonna, that'd be cool. They're, they're gonna try that whole. You can. Yeah, it's got enough downforce that you can drive it on the roof of a tunnel or whatever. Uh, and it's that David Coulthard said at the time, yeah, I'll do that when you do it. So they then mounted one of his old cars upside down above one of the entrances so that when he walks in, it's reminded to him, it's like, you said you'd do this. So when we come to do it, you've <laughs> got to do it. Um, so I assume it's a long time ago they said they're going to, but they insist one day they will. So that'd be cool to see. Can you imagine the insurance on that, <laughs> <laughs> on, on that run? Like you go, you go into a company and be like, right, look, just hear me out here. Okay. But with Red Bull, I'm going to actually drive upside down. And they say it's going to be fine. <laughs> he must be oh, okay. regretting that right now. Yeah, yeah, but but that's that's a. But I like that from DC. Like even then, he was like, "I want to be part of that." Yeah. <laughs> like years ago, he can, he, can, he can get his way out of that if he needs to. He'll be fine. Mm, maybe he's normally been maybe. pretty good for that sort of thing. Actually, he, he, yeah, he still does like show runs and stuff, doesn't he, for them? So um, I reckon he'd go for it. It'd be a it'd be a big stunt. Um, but yeah, maybe that's what Newey's next project should be, like how to make an F1 car run on a tunnel upside down. Good. You killed the conversation. <laughs> upside down, huh? 
Don't know how to respond to that. Just don't know where to go. Uh, go um, right way up. Talk Silverstone to me, Nate. Ooh, nice. Um, I'm really, I'm buzzing for the weekend. I think it's going to be awesome. Love it at Silverstone. Um, and yeah, it's it's pretty interesting, isn't it? Because I think Mercedes might be a bit better this weekend. If um, you know, we think all these upgrades are coming in and this we've probably had the worst two circuits for, for the for the bouncy bouncy that they've been doing. That's my <laughs> official term for it now. It's the bouncy bouncy. So I won't hear anything else. Uh, any other, I thought that was your dance any other words. Yeah, actually, oh, do a leapering. That's what we should have called it the whole time. Do a leapering. That would have been oh man, we missed we missed a whole opportunity there didn't we don't worry there'll season. be more there'll be bumpy circuits to come late where you can that's true talk well, i'll bring it back do a leap ring is she performing anywhere this year on the calendar don't not don't she, was, I've seen. she was I in baku am i right because of the because uh, of the bouncy bouncy oh god i know sorry anyway about silverstone silverstone chat um i'm really looking forward to it i'm hoping mercedes will be a bit closer um i always love silverstone because it's 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 a great British venue in the sense that it's literally just in the middle of nowhere. Like I can't convey that to people enough. Like it's just a lot of circuits. You feel like you're, I don't know in F one. You always get like half the circuits are like right in the center somewhere. Like Montreal's like right in the middle, slap bang in the middle of an island, which is like right in the you know right in the heart of the city. And then you go to a place like Spa, which is in the middle of nowhere, or Silverstone, which is just like off a motorway. Um, but it's just the best atmosphere. Um, and Meadows could fill his entire put his entire Twitter following in there now as well. So that's a bonus. Could I? What's your how Twitter following yes. at the moment, Meadows? How many, how many does Silverstone hold? It well, could be 100 and what, 120,000? Yeah, I think, I think he passed me more than that. Hold. Silverstone must be able to hold He's more than that. It. He's passed Silverstone. Definitely. 160? Silverstone, yeah, I think it's more like 160. Capacity, 150 apparently, according to Yeah, Wikipedia, so you're way past that, You can always trust. Uh, I'm 185. But um, yeah, your your Texas Motor Speedway at the moment. Yeah, I think something like that. But so, I mean, yeah. that that will disappear when I get cancelled after today. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you'll I, be down um, to one. Yeah, one exactly. one follower. I don't know, which would have, which of us would it be? Maybe neither. No, you're both. Maybe neither of us. You'll both side with the public sway of opinion and just be gone. Um, <laughs> the pattern yeah, will I, I'm, follow you though so don't worry you'll have one yeah, yeah, yeah well he runs that account <laughs> yeah because I, I control that login will, so that will, will be one follower and it will endorse I mean, everything I'd, I say I'd be worried for your mental state if if I logged in and it said Chris Medlin has no followers when one of the the, the Twitter accounts that you run also unfollowed you <laughs> and my mum yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm coming to see you and it's gonna be okay man don't worry about it but uh, yeah. um but um do we think is it going to be anything other than Max winning this weekend? I'm hopeful it will, but I think if it is, like it's very like this is the part of the year where you're like, oh man, this kind of sucks. I'm going Charles to win. Yeah. Uh, although I do think it would be awesome if uh, Lewis won or George, either Britain or Merck at home, and that yeah, they, and they were that competitive. But I think that's just asking too much. Like, I just think out of nowhere, closer, like, but yeah, that to me would. I actually think we would then just stop talking about Ferrari because I think Mercedes over the course of a year I'd back them in a competitive car way more than I'd back Ferrari. Just oh, what know. a burn! Just you know, but just because you know how Ferrari are, like we saw them at Monaco, and I hate saying that, but Mercedes has that winning mentality from the last few years, and don't think Ferrari does. Um, I think it'd be great if Mercedes won. And I don't care. Well, it'd be nice if Lewis won on the back of what what was said this week, but. Also, Russell has been fantastic all year, and if he won, like that would be what a what a way to 
claim your first victory, like at home, almost make yourself a new um, hometown kind of national hero type thing. Um, so yeah, that would be mega. You're ruling um, out Lando winning. I am. <laughs> Sorry, Lando fans. But I mean, yeah, there's no rain around for them to nearly win in. So I don't think he'll win. There was actually a tweet we got that related to Lando uh, from Rob at F1 Dirty Side, who says... Um, oh, yeah. I went I, Those good guys, I went on their podcast recently. So shout out to them. So in it, off the back of you singing Fernando last week, um, Rob says, the dare has to be next time you're interviewing Norris, one of you plays drums in front of him while Nate pops up and sings, can you hear the drums for Lando? Ah. He said, but he on. won't the problem with that <laughs> is Lando Norris has I I will bet a lot of money that he has never heard an ABBA song in his life unless, no, unless his parents no, 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 no. he won't have a bloody clue that. what's going on with that I reckon which might make it a, funnier I reckon he must have heard at least one ABBA song I had life. to explain to Lando Norris once what internet dial-up was and play it to him <laughs> on a phone he doesn't know who ABBA are okay I, I guarantee you he doesn't know that and he listened to it and was like what's that sound I was like that's the sound Lando we had to listen to and we logged onto the internet he was like but why why didn't it just go straight on like no one sat him down at any point and explained this to him I was like come on man you must know this what so no one has sat down and was been this like, with Lando Nate? this on. was an esports event years it this was Lando's rookie year 2019 and I just made him passing. I was like, oh, you know, I, I could have been a gamer, but the internet back in the day wasn't as good. And I couldn't stand, I think I joked him, like, I couldn't stand listening to that dial-up tone every time I went to play. To which there was, like, complete silence. Like, like, like in response to some, a lot of the things I say on this pod. Yeah. <laughs> it was just two blank, there was just a blank face looking back at me. And I was like, you know, the, the, um, the, the dial-up tone. And then Claire from F1, who'd helped facilitate the interview, Claire Edwards, who you guys both know, was like, come on, Lando, you know, you know dial up right he was like no um, and then i think charlotte sefton was there and she was like you know you know dial up and he was like no i don't know what this word is you keep saying and so we played it and he was like, i don't understand it so and I, you know maybe that's the thing maybe people under the age of i don't know 22 don't know what it is but i, I i'm using that as my basis to say landon norris does not know what abba is and will not know that joke that's that's that was a long long way around saying he won't get it well, there is but, only one thing for this, Nate, then, isn't there? Ask him. You have to ask it's him. to play Abba to him. <laughs> <laughs> the, amount of, the amount of ridiculous questions we have to ask drivers based on based on these chats we get ourselves into. Um, but yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I'm standing by it. I don't think he will. But, okay. Um, so are you accepting the challenge then? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. I respect the I respect Rob's chat. I like it, but I just I can't bring myself to do that because he'll be like, yeah, he'll think he'll think he'll be like, why are you singing a song that isn't it's Friday then and then Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, what? You know, that's that's what he'll say. But I don't understand what this is. Um, no, I'm sure Lando has very good music taste, just not ABBA. OK, so anyway. <laughs> Uh, I feel like we went down a rabbit hole then, didn't we? But uh, or you could say a rabbit hole. Uh, Terrible. That was was awful. I just thought because there were so many of the similar letters in that word. That really wasn't worth interrupting for. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it really wasn't. I I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, Lawrence. Because I love you. Uh, I'm going to meet myself and just sit in silence while you talk about yourselves. Thanks, listeners. It's been an absolute treat. I'll be here, but you won't hear from me again. (laughs) 
So we're putting you on the naughty step, effectively. Um, I think that Ferrari are going to be all right around here. I think that um, I think Red Bull are going to be pretty good. And I also think Merck are going to be pushing on them. So I think it's going to be quite exciting this weekend. Um, lots of teams have got upgrades. McLaren are bringing quite a decent upgrade, I think. Williams bringing an upgrade. So it'll be interesting to see who's upgrade. Nate is just doing all sorts of things in the background. And now, now he's, he's run gone. away. Yeah, it's buzzing. So, it was really subtle. And, yeah, it was really, it was really well timed because he's on mute and it was subtle. No one would have known, but you've just ruined it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. But um, I love Silverstone. I think it's a great weekend. I love the fact that it's rammed, full of people, um, excited, knowledgeable fans. Um, I think the weather's going to be right this weekend, um, which mean which is great for them. You know, no one likes sitting in a grandstand when it's teeming down with rain. I think what Silverstone do as an event trying to kind of follow in footsteps of circuits like Miami is turned into like a festival type thing. I think what they do is, is, is great. If you go there, it's not just about the racing, it's about everything else that's going on. Um, and also it means that I can drive to the circuit rather than get on an airplane. So on a personal level, um, I love this race even more. Wow. Uh, I agree. Actually, I get to stay with my sister and see some family for once for a couple of nights. Um, but yeah, it is, it is cool. It's just got a good, atmosphere to it like there's a good buzz around the place and you know it's one of those races where you know you're at a big event because there's just so much going on around it and so many people there uh yeah it's always always good i'm probably with nate that lando doesn't have a chance of winning it and realistically lewis and georgia very unlikely to win it but one of those two would be awesome uh, i'm still going to go for uh Charles doing it though he's been very good at Silverstone I mean he nearly won last year and that car was a dog so um that would be quite cool to um see the kind of title race just get a little bit of spark back to it but um yeah I'm really excited as well to see these cars around that track like the the ground effect cars are kind of designed for something like this smooth high-speed corners uh it's going to be awesome so yeah it's going to be a fun I'm hoping it's going to be a very fun weekend that's the other thing, isn't it, about the venue is that it's an awesome track. Like, it's mm. just, I think we often forget about that. It's just been a great venue and it's cool to go as a fan. But actually, it's one of the best tracks on the calendar. It's going to be super tough on tyres. Like you said, uh, watching the ground effect cars around there is going to be cool. Plenty of overtaking opportunities. Um, I know I've just cut you off, Meadows, but I've just got excited. So I just wanted to say a lot of things. It's absolutely fine, mate. I wasn't really going to say much more anyway. Um, I just, um, one of the three of us that like it so really boring for podcast content when you say yep yeah, agree but agree so hopefully this time next week we'll be chatting about it and saying how cool it was um and if we're not then nate will be um doing a manscape dad so there's something, <laughs> something funny going on because if red bull win this weekend it'll be their seventh win on a in a in a row won't it yeah so not, um so not. let's hope that it is a different, you know, just for the sake of the title race. Um, I think it will be good if Charles can. I think if Charles can win it there. Carlos, I guess, will be in, in better shape, you know, off the back of a good weekend. Um, let's see. I don't know. Let's see. I'm optimistic of a good weekend. Wow. What a headline. <laughs> it's a standard we team boss headline, though. Eh? Yeah, exactly. We we fall to pieces when Nate disappears, but he's he's properly gone. So should we just disappear too? Oh, so we've never done this before. Let's close it off without him and see what happens. Go quickly. He's coming back. Go quick. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Chris Medland. Um, I don't know where Nate's gone. Uh, disappeared off the face of the planet. So um, 
Thanks for everyone who's still listening. And please remember to follow us on our social channels at the Pad Hoc. You can read Medicine's work on race.com, my work on f1.com. And I guess I should plug Nate's work on ESPN.com, even though he abandoned us. We'll do this again. But I'm back. <laughs> there he is. No, you, you were supposed to be on your naughty step, mate. Sorry. Muted until we allowed you back into the conversation. It's gone. The podcast uh, is over. It's over. Oh, I thought maybe you guys had got over Rabbit, Rabbitgate. <laughs> no? I'll stay. I'll go back. Naughty step. Bye, Nate. Bye. Bye, everyone. Network.